Hey guys, it's Max Miller, Zach Zary, and Oakley Rose. Welcome to a well-placed cuss. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. It's finally Friday. There's, it's been a long week of school for me, and I'm sure the boys here, too. Definitely. Yeah, two midterms to start the week, and then uh, a couple of other stuff, but I'm glad to uh, have it done. Any grades back yet? <laughs> no grades back, but, uh, you know, I think a couple of my friends know my bio mark, so hopefully that stuff is... Uh, it's a little bit higher than the previous mark, so I can... Your not, bio mark? What was your bio mark? I, I don't want to say it on that. I don't want to expose myself. It, it was pretty low, to be honest. Oh, I, like, I'm awful at bio. High I'm, 50s? I'm terrible. No, lower than the 50s. Oh, you failed? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Every other class, it's like 88, 85, and then it's like bio. And it's like... You know, I'm, I'm awful at bio. Oh, but I'm glad Terrible. to get that over with episode 15. Yeah, we got episode 15 coming to you guys, and uh, we got a pretty got a pretty special interview. We got a hometown hometown hero in, in uh, Kai Williams. Regi- just, Regina boy. Regina, right, that's right. Yeah. B- born in Regina, but we actually got him on uh, from the UK, which was very cool. Our first our first international guest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we got him on, but... Holy shit, boys, what a week of sports. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, like... Zach, as a Chargers fan, how are you feeling? Feeling good, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's not a lot of good days as a Chargers fan, no. it feels like, but uh, yesterday w- was a good day. You know, second in a, a future sixth uh, for Khalil Mack. I mean... Not like, too bad, not no, too bad. That, 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 that's a steal to me. Like... People are like, he's injury prone, this and that. Yeah, he's like missed last season, basically, and he missed sure. one game the previous season. To I be think. fair, he's in Chicago, though. There's not a lot of incentive to come back to that team. Yeah. Like, no no one's like, man, I, w- I wish a speedy recovery so I could get back to my 8-8 eight and eight team. My yeah. God. And, like, he's back with Staley, and Staley was his coach in Chicago, linebacker's yeah, coach. that's right. And uh, had his best season in Chicago when Staley was his coach. Gets to play with Bosa on the line, so they're not going to be triple team. You can't double team both of them, so I think it's going to be better for both of them. And he doesn't have to be that one number one guy. He can be that number two guy. Help them both out, and you know, and we still have tons of cap space. I think even like after signing, re-signing Mike Williams and getting Khalil Mack, it's I think we're after we cut. Brian Bulaga and his horrendous contract. I think we'd be number five in calories, calorie space. Calories. Sal- <laughs> salary space. So, yeah, it'll be fun because, like, Chargers, like, have Herbert on his rookie deal. So, like, I think we got three more years. So, Khalil Mack's contract, I believe, is three more years. So, it's, like, perfectly timed oh, wow. out. Yeah. Like, Telesco's been signing these guys, like, to perfectly planned out deal so once herbert hits like they'll have money to re-sign herbert so yeah it looks like a good off season so far for for tom telesco mm-hmm. and the chargers but no hold on before we go any further in your guys opinions what were the what, what were the biggest trades that happened so in in this past week oh has there only been oh i guess there's been like three like whence to the the Once commanders. The commanders. Yeah, I mean, that's I, just a weird name. No. I, I, Red Wolves. Yeah. Red Wolves would have been sick. Yeah. But, um. Lots of Commanders fans were not happy with Carson Wentz. So this guy went from being traded for three f- first round picks to like two 
to like a couple of threes, and then it's just. Honestly, though, to, to go from Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz, though, I mean, that that's a win. I, like, you, you give, I guess so, but they could have done something You give Scary Terry somewhat of a quarterback. Like, like, you know, like we've seen Carson Wentz in Philly. Like, he has a solid offensive line around him in Washington. He's got a bag. Like, he has weapons around him. Washington isn't awful. I think they needed that quarterback. I don't think Carson Wentz necessarily is that quarterback. Yeah. But, I mean, I know, they're there. Like... <laughs> Rodgers re-signing, Monte Adams, getting franchise, franchise tagged, yep. um, try to run it back. And then Russ getting traded to the Broncos, which is really weird because I think we all remember what Russ did to the Broncos in the Super Bowl, so was, it's like... It's weird. It's, it was a weird trade, and uh, who do you guys think were the winners and losers of that trade? I actually think Seattle won that trade. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? I think you were... I was looking on Instagram, who were you DMing? Yeah, I was uh, DMing Brady, Stefanik, good old Brady. I think me yeah. and Oakley know him from hockey. He was fired up about uh, <laughs> the Seahawks trade, and he said Seahawks for sure won. Um, and I think so, too. Like, I saw, like, the CBS. I, I don't know about you guys. If you ever follow CBS, I just hate CBS sports. <laughs> they're like great. No, like, they're mock drafts. Whatever, what's his name? Like Ryan Wilson or something? The guy's smoking crack. Like, <laughs> like this guy's horrible at his job. Like, like I think he had like Kayvon Thibodeau going like eleventh overall, the one. Like I'm like, dude, that's just not happening. Eleventh, like Kay- yeah. Kayvon Kay- Thibodeau was at least top five. Yeah, no, and I'm like, dude. That's but ridiculous. anyways, they're like grades were like. A A minus for the Broncos and a D plus oh, for the Seahawks. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, Seahawks get no offense, who's a top young tight end. Shelby Harris, who's... Who's he? He's a very good interior yep. defensive lineman. Just like, a very, good presence. Very just good player. Big guy. Um, Drew, well, Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Kind of just thrown in there. Sure. And then multiple first yeah. um, mid-round picks. Like, if you look at the trade for Stafford, <laughs> when they both got traded, they're the same age. Stafford got traded for, like, Two first, I think. Yeah, I think so. And and like Goff, so Goff and like Locke kind of cancel each other off. Ooh, and then that's well, kind of a hot take. No, Goff is way better. Yeah, okay. No, don't get oh, me wrong, okay. but like they, I see what they you still mean. get canceled off. Yeah. And then the first are gonna be higher than the Rams first. Like the Rams just won the Super Bowl. Like now, Seahawks get the ninth overall pick, and mm-hmm. so I honestly <laughs> think the Seahawks won, and Denver or Russ is kind of on the decline. Like, as yeah. sad as it kind of is, like, he kind of is. He might have a better opportunity. Like, he's going from Lockett and DK to Sutton and J- Judy. So, I don't know. Like, I think the Broncos will be a better team. But then again, the AFC West is the best division in football, especially with Khalil Mack coming to town. Poor Raiders. Poor well, Raiders. I'm, no, no, they're not better than any of those three teams. They're. I, I would agree, too, but I can't really shit-talk the Raiders after what true. they did to my chargers. Oh, but they gave Max Crosby a bag. Like, He's two, getting paid more than both sides. I think so. Like, two years ago, Max Crosby was uh, was getting over his addiction to alcohol, and now he's making $30 mil a year. Like, mm-hmm. what what, what a story that guy is. I, I, I absolutely love Max <clears throat> Crosby. But in that trade, to me, it can kind of go either way because you can look at Russell Wilson and say he's on the decline, or you can look at him and say he's still got three, four more good years left. Like, yeah. I'm talking, like, all pro years left. Close to all pro. Yeah. But they have a, like, that Denver team's young. That Denver team is not old by any means. Like, Russell Wilson is that veteran. I think, honestly, like, honestly, like, this can be a hot take. 
that Broncos team, if they form the right chemistry, especially between Wilson and the receiving core, if they fit, form the right chemistry, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. No, and I think they were a quarterback away from yeah, being so a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, and defense then they, is awesome. Yeah, and then... But the thing is, now you, like, traded the farm, essentially, right? Yeah, and a little Seah- bit. you got to have to win. Yeah, you got to win. And I don't, like, if we look at, like, the Seahawks, like, um, comparing it to the Matt Stafford trade, mm-hmm. I like that Rams team a lot more than this Broncos team. And I and the Rams gave up less to get Stafford. Who, but it, t- take away Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham. Do you still take the Rams oh, over the Broncos? 100%. Okay. What do you got? Jalen okay. Ramsey. Yeah, like, fair enough. Cooper Cup. Like, Donald. Robert Woods yeah. was still there. Like, let's yeah. not... That offensive line. So, I think, yeah, Broncos are definitely a better team now. But, like, again, that AFC West is going to be a dogfight. And it's going to be fun to see, like, how, like, that division is. And it kind of sucks as a Chargers fan to be playing in the best division. But mm-hmm. Chargers look like they're going all out. To the, like, rumors have it they're going after J.C. Jackson. Oh. So, like. And the Sante Samuel and Derwin James in the backfield. That would be it. Terrible, yeah. or like a great secondary. Yeah. Terrible so, for quarterbacks. Yeah, so it looks like the Chargers are going in all in. And it's, you know, it's exciting to see, like, everything that's happening in the NFL, like, big news. But, okay, I, big thing coming out of the NFL. There are two big things that not non-trades and free agency. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson gets cleared, and then Kelvin Ridley <clears throat> and his gambling. What, what are your guys' thoughts about the gambling in the NFL? Okay. Well, Calvin Ridley, here, 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 here's my thing. It's like it's like a Shakari Richardson in. Sha- yeah, how, however you say. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not. I don't want to disrespect her or whatever. But like, I don't agree with the rule. She, she smokes some weed. She can't go to the Olympics. I, don't, I don't agree with that rule. But no. it's a rule that was put in place. You knew about it. Mm-hmm. You are aware of it. Regardless if you don't agree with it, try to fight it. You still got to follow it. There's a bunch of laws, rules that people don't agree with. You still have to follow them. And for you to be like, oh, well, it's a dumb law, so I shouldn't have to follow it. Well, that Like, that's not an excuse. I think that gambling, I think it was $1,500. That the rumors coming out today that it's a lot yeah, more, actually. I, I, did, so. I did hear that. So we'll see how that unfolds. But if it really is just $1,500, I like that's... That's ridiculous to me to give him a I'm let like he's taken away eleven million from his from his uh, salary this season. That's ridiculous to me. I don't I don't like it. Yeah, it's like and it wasn't <clears throat> he wasn't betting on the Falk like he bet on the Falcons but to beat Jacksonville. It was, <laughs> it was like that's just a smart bet. That's just a smart did just, did, did, did they? You I, don't think I they? have no idea. I'm sure they did. It was in a parlay, but it was like I'm like I I think you can bet like. If I was to change the rules, I think allowing athletes to bet on sports, like, you see, like, UFC fighters, like, all the time, Oakley, I know you're a big UFC guy, like, they're promoting, like, betting on their Instagram oh, stories all I, the time. I've, I've already made a couple bets for this fight on 19th. Yeah. My boy, Patty, the batty. Pat, Patty, Patty, oh, yeah. He's back. on the come up, and uh, I already bet quite a, too much on him, but I'm confident that he'll win. So. Yeah, but, like, you see, like, USC like fighters. like uh, Sean O'Malley. Yeah, they mybookie.com. Go go bet. Go bet. My bookie. My bookie. Yeah, and then he gives out his bets, like who he's putting money on, and like yeah. you see every single UFC fighter doing this, and they bet on their teammates, like in their gym, like it's a different sport, obviously, mm-hmm. but you see like UFC fighters, like <clears throat> why can't Calvin Ridley bet on the Seahawks to do this? Like he's or like the only thing you couldn't bet on, I is would your say, your team to lose. Yeah, is your team to yeah. lose, and then like personal like. 
under three catches or like over yeah. like personal stats. Yeah, Everything else, true. I think you should be allowed to do it. And it's like Kelvin, like you know this is in place. You got you're making eleven million. You think you could like hide it a bit, like get a trap phone, or like no, some, like something. No, like, no kidding. Like, like just do it through one of your buddies, right? Like why? Yeah. No. Why? Why, why are you? I want to know how he got caught, honestly. Because it's like, why wouldn't you just go through one of your buddies? And well, then maybe he did. And then speaking of Deshaun Watson and his lawyers, like he could have not tweeted out and confessed to <laughs> doing it too. Like, like try to find it off or something. Don't go. It was only fifteen hundred bucks. I don't got a gambling problem. <laughs> like, oh, it's like you can tell the guy is a football player based on that. Tweet. Well, like, and he took off some like the the rest of the season after like week ten or something. Yeah, like for, mental for yeah. mental health reasons. I wonder if this was a part of that. Uh, who knows? I, I don't, don't want to. I don't want to speculate. At too least he's much not freaking dog fighting. Yeah, Michael Facts. Beck. Yeah, jeez. Um, but it's like crazy. He got suspended of one year. And it's like all these players. It's like you should like rather like beat your wife than gamble. And it's like. According to the NFL, you yeah. should like it's like no ridiculous. Kidding, right? like, like Ray Rice got two games for what he did. Like there was video evidence. Yeah, his video evidence of him punching his girlfriend in an elevator. Yeah. And the NFL's like, damn, can't do that. Can't do that. It's two games. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I made oh, a fifteen million no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I know. It's, it's dumb. Yeah, and then like. Do you think Deshaun Deshaun like switching topics? But do you think Deshaun's gonna come to the the Steelers now? Um, I don't think he will. I don't really know if I want him to because I don't really want to cheer for the guy. I don't really want to be like, yeah, succeed. <laughs> well, you're cheering for Ben all these years. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. It's it's the truth. It's the truth. I never. I I wish. I wish. I wish. It, I wish he never did anything because I would have liked him way more. Yeah. He's he's not even in my top five favorite Steelers. He was a good football player. That was it. Yeah. Uh, but I just I don't really I don't really want him on the Steelers. I like honest honest God. I'd rather have Kenny Pickett or Malik Davis and like try to build from the ground up a little bit. Yeah. See if see if we can get a little Justin Herbert action and and Kenny Pickett or something or get a little. The boy Kenny. Yeah, get a little Lamar Jackson and uh, uh, Malik. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the NFL draft, especially like. It really will. Like this NFL free agency will be huge, like especially for it, the Chargers. Yeah, like no kidding. Like the char- I'm very interested to see what the Chargers do. Ev- Evan O'Neill, I just gotta say, or Evan, Evan Neal, Neal, not yeah. O'Neill. Uh, he is. The best offensive lineman currently in the NFL that anyone could draft. I want I want to put that out there right now, or that anyone could have in free agency in the draft. Really, whatever. you think over like Brandon Scherf? Absolutely, I think that like Evan, like you're high on him. I'm high. He's he's gonna be like the next. He's gonna be the um uh, the tackle Quentin Nelson version though. Oh really? Oh, you're yeah. that high on him? Okay. Oh yeah, dude, but- Evan. Ed- Evan Neal is he's I know it's I know the NFL college is different, but oh he's so athletic and he's just he's so big, he's so strong, he can move so well. Like his body's just built for football. I I'm I'm I, I'm I'm high on him. I will I'll take that and if I'm wrong I'll take it on the chin. But if I'm right speaking of big guys that can move, Jordan Davis and have you guys seen him? He's like the big Georgia interior defensive tackle. He ran a oh, four seven nine forty. That was ridiculous. I did see that. That was ins. That was ridiculous. And he's like 
I don't even know his current weight, but he's a he's just a big man. He well, is, like that's just that's impressive for anyone. And that's who I want the Chargers to draft. Could that's you imagine? A, that's uh, again hit by a small Fiat if he runs into you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they compared it to a car. Like it was some. I saw some stat. It was like. It is like they compared it to getting hit by a car, like when yeah. he tackles people and going to speed. It's like, God. could you imagine Joey Bosa, Jordan Davis? Is, sorry, Khalil is, Mack. Is Jordan Davis interior? You said. Yeah, he's a no. He's a big defensive yeah, 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 tackle. Yeah. Like he's like think Linval Joseph, but like bigger. Oh. If, you were, oh, if you were to spear someone, their head would come clean out. <laughs> like, <laughs> what pick do the Chargers have? Seventeen. So do you think he'll fall there? I mean, because like the when, when he someone, had a big combine. I, well, know, I was going to say big combines for people. Can really, John Ross. Yeah, but like it depends too because he's playing defensive tackle, right? That's not a very you know, sought after position. Exactly. Yeah. So who knows? Like I know the Browns like need a defensive tackle, so maybe he goes there. But take some pressure off Miles Garrett. Yeah. That's so true. hope, but I want the because again, what did the Chargers need? A guy to stop the run. Yeah. And like if you Khalil Mack, Jordan Davis, Joey Bosa, defensive line, like that fixes the Chargers' problem. Mm-hmm. The only concern is like. Since he is such a humongous man, like he like needs the oxygen machine like every two two snaps, oh, so he like God. comes off the really? field. Yeah, no, oh, like in Georgia. The, oh yeah. wow! So like the Chargers like are scared like and teams in general are scared to, like if teams run hurry up like tempo offense like he's gonna get stuck out there <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just like collapse on the field. Yeah. Oh my God! So. But I I think that's a good pick for the Chargers and like yeah, Georgia Georgia as a whole like they're into, like I saw lots of things it was like this was the Georgia combine like every single Georgia player it really was had a had a field day um walk uh Trayvon Walker um oh it might be Tavon whatever Mr yeah. Walker's first name is he had a huge day and I, he went from like projected pick twenty to like a top five pick and it's like that's how crazy like his combine was and um, I, I, I think the combine's a bit overrated me as well it's it's a track meet with the bench press it's like <laughs> let me see that's why I love the CFL love combine the CFL oh, combine allows them to suit up do one on ones do everything um, I think it's a better combine um Shout out to shout out to Trey Ford too. I love Trey Ford. Yeah, I I I I think he's I think he's gonna be an absolute menace. Heck, cried an award winner. Yeah, but uh, I think the CFL Combine's better. But like again, I I think the Combine's a little bit overhyped as well. Um, yeah, but it was like a big day and like it'll be a big free agency, big draft process. But another huge free agency, and I have to talk about it. The MLB, it's back, boys. Ooh, it that is. is right. None of us are. None of us would say MLB is our is our top sport. Yeah. We're, we're we're all fairly interested in it. We want to get more into it this season. Um, and what? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a good time to be into MLB. It's 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 a great time, and they finally got it ready. And I think they said what April, early April, hey? Yeah, I I'm not sure when it. I think it's supposed to be on schedule now. But um, yeah. huge like, it's it's that is. And now, like, because, like, the lockout, nobody could sign free agents, right? Like, mm-hmm. we already saw it today. Like, Kershaw is going back to the Dodgers. Um, yeah. Car- I think it's Carlos Rodon is uh, going to the Giants. So, like... I, I saw Marcus Stroman trying to get Carlos Correa to come to the Cubs, too. Yeah. Like, so, as, soon as, the, as soon as the news broke. Yeah, so, like, there's huge... Like, it's going to be huge free agency. I remember talking earlier on on the podcast, like, how big of a free agency, free agency is going to be in baseball. 
It's now even going to be even bigger because the window's shorter now. Yeah. So we're going to see a lot of big names. Um, Did they re-sign their contract with that drug company? I have the not. The MLB? I have no idea. So, because I remember you, I think it was you that sent that to the group chat, right? About what? Or they, that the company that they have a contract with that does their drug testing, the contract's out and they never re-signed it. Oh. So there's no more steroid oh, testing. That, that, I don't know, yeah, I know oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the, everybody, I, they must have got that I, fixed. There's no way they there, did There's it. no shot. Right? They had to have get, got it fixed, but I do remember that, yeah, because, like, this is, <laughs> yeah, because they did, they weren't. During the lockout, I think they weren't allowed to get steroid tested and yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, we're going to get Barry Bonds 2.0 here, <laughs> like steroid era. But no, they have to. I would Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Got to say that right now. Speaking of betting, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Well, I'm not sure what Pete Rose all did compared to that. But it, big, big time in baseball. They got a couple of new rule changes too. Oh. Um, uh, there's no more... Uh, during extra innings, I know a lot of people were mad. There's no more starting at second base, like a runner to start at second base. Mm. And then, um, oh, I'm trying to remember it, uh, universal DH now. Yeah. Um, so then I'll can use the DH. Um, no more, like, double headers, no more short seven-inning uh, seven inning games. Um, what else is there? Oh... There's got to be some more news that I'm just completely blanking on, but it's a it's a good time to be an MLB fan. It definitely is, and I mean it's a good time to be it's a good time to be a Blue Jays fan too. The Blue Jays got a they got a young core, and too bad too bad uh, Marcus Simeon uh, was lost to the to the Rangers, I believe. But you know we got we got Calvin Biggio, um, hoping. Hoping he can make some noise at second base. And yeah, Kevin Bizjo, yeah. Needs I think, to have a bounce back year. Yeah, and I, I, I think we got, like, top three MVP favorite, uh, AL M- MVP favorite in Vladdy Guerrero at first base and just an absolute, absolute dinger. He hits dingers. Yeah, he's got a, yeah. He's just a big boy. He is he's just, just a, big, a big, boy. big boy. You got, you got, you got George, like, you, like, we, you, Hopefully get a big, like, a healthy George Springer. That would yep. be huge. Um, yeah, it's just... It, uh, it's a good time. I'm trying to find out what all the new rules are for um, the baseball, but I, I can't find them. But I think it's Universal DH. Uh, no more, like I said, no more extra innings. The player starts on second base. Mm-hmm. And no more short games. Um, I'm sure there's other rules, but... That's just my knowledge. So just big time to be a baseball fan. It's good good that it's back and needs to be back. Um, yeah, it's just good time for sports right now. It really is. It 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 it, it truly is. Like we went I, went from last week having like basically no sports whatsoever. Now we got basketball's kind of quiet, like in a quiet spot right now. Yeah, but that's true. It's same, it's gonna come into playoffs. Yeah, soon. and then hockey's gonna come into playoffs. Yep. We got March Madness, what we'll talk about later. Um, we well, got, when's the NFL free agency? Uh, I believe it's next Monday it starts. Yeah, okay. So, uh, very soon yeah. here. I really want to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and then um, the draft's in a month, so, yeah, it's just... There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. And, I mean, I think we're forgetting something pretty big. I think we're forgetting about March Madness. Yeah. Oh, that starts this Sunday, right? Like, is is uh, the selection committee is like 
they they select who they're all gonna play this Sunday. Okay, yeah, and uh, you know I think we got someone pretty special to talk about that. We got someone who spent time in the in the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, and we were lucky enough to get him on the podcast, and we got uh, we got an interview with him. So I, I hope you guys enjoy. All right, everyone, thank you very much for tuning back into a well placed cuss. Today we have a very special guest, someone who has balled out in Sweden, France, the UK, and with our local team, the Saskatchewan Rattlers, Mr. Kai Williams. How you doing today, Kai? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Oh, not bad. We're, we're honestly, we're, we're just excited to, to get you on the podcast. This is awesome of you. Thank you again so much. Yeah, no problem. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy talking about everything to do with sports and whatnot. But I'm happy to be here. Cool. Um, so, but b- before we get into your p- professional career, can you give us a little bit of insight into, um, into how you realized you wanted to pursue basketball at a, at a higher level, how you got into it at a young age, just kind of like your upbringing around the sport. Um, yeah. So I kind of, I guess I not like naturally came into the game. Um, my dad is from New York um, and he played basketball growing up, went to Minot State University. So just over the border for us. Um, and he played there for four or for two years. And, uh, yeah, when he came to Canada, he coached and kept on playing basketball. And me and my brother, I have an older brother, Jamal, um, and we played every sport. Like, we tried everything except for ice hockey. I can't, can't ever say I actually played hockey, but uh, tried basically every single sport. Basketball was the one that we just kind of, like, consistently were coming back to. You know, like, we played baseball for a season and then didn't play again. Played football for a couple of seasons, but basketball was the one that kind of stuck around and just kept on going with it. Um, I wouldn't say that um, when I first started, I wanted to, you know, be a professional basketball player or anything like that. I just really enjoyed the game. But as I started playing longer and started improving and enjoying all the different things that it associated me with in terms of like traveling and hanging out with friends and going on the road trip, I started taking it more serious. And then opportunities started to come in more and more and more often. So, Awesome. It's always interesting yeah. to hear someone get- Get, gets into their sport and a lot of times you do hear that they they transition between like baseball and football and a bunch of those different kind of sports between that uh, before they actually find their calling with one yeah for sure I think like being a multi-sport as well though just because I was so bad like at, I was terrible at baseball football I mean obviously you guys know being in Canada outdoor sports aren't the one in November late October so I think the fact that I was actually pretty good at basketball and so shitty at all the other ones that I was just like, you know what, I'm going to keep going with, uh, keep going with basketball. It's, it's treated me well. And, and I get to play inside. So it's good. Uh, very true. Yeah. I know a thing or two about playing uh football out in, in the winter here. So it's not that fun, but I was, I was yeah. interested. You're from Regina. I was just interested in uh, how your recruiting process went down. Um, you know, to go south of the border, um, you know, I, I'm just always interested in it because my recruiting process, I played football at the U of S. It was over Zoom. So I was just curious to see what uh, what yours was like in uh, that experience. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine, obviously, with COVID that the recruiting process would be so much different. But um, for me, um, I would say that it my recruiting process really is like just started off extremely slow so I was fortunate enough to obviously play for provincial teams 
in the Canadian national team. And um, through that, obviously, I was seen by a lot of Canadian coaches and um, recruited by a few, for sure. Um, I think a lot of people, I made it very clear to a lot of the Canadian coaches when I was being recruited early on that I said if I was going to stay in Canada, I was just going to stay at home because I'd be have a chance, obviously, to play with my brother and play in front of uh, friends and family and stuff at home. So I think maybe that kind of dampened um, how many people were trying to get in contact with me. Um, but I was able to go to a Nike All Canada camp. Um, I believe it was going into my grade 11 year. Um, and from then I performed really well. So I went the year before and did absolutely terrible, like one of the worst players there. And my second year when I went back, I was um, like one of the top, top five players um, there. So for my position, I think I was ranked like number two. So that kind of ramped everything up. I was getting a ton of letters in the mail, um, a few emails, um, and a few phone calls as well. But actually, in the in the very end, I only got two scholarship offers. And that was to Eastern Kentucky and then South Dakota State University. I went on official visits to both of those where I flew down and kind of saw the campus and stuff like that and had meetings with the coaches and consistent calls and whatnot with the coaches. But um, I ended up, yeah, just settling on South Dakota State because one, it was close to home. Um, I got a very good feeling from the campus and the people on the team and the coach, Scott Nagy. And, uh, and yeah, I just, I had a chance to play right away. Eastern Kentucky would have been a little bit, a little bit, a little bit tougher for me to play right away, but South Dakota State, I was able to play right away. So it was, it was a good process, but it definitely was like, it was kind of like a six month deal where it was like full on, you know, zero to a hundred real quick for that. And then, yeah, and then it went smooth for the most part. Yeah, for sure. You've, you've answered my next question, how you narrowed it, narrowed it down. But, you know, it's it's good to hear, like, the different stories. Because my recruiting process, I disliked it a, a lot, to be honest with you, like, like the Zoom calls and this and that. So yeah. it, it's interesting to hear, like, for basketball, like, how different it was in you going south of the border. So really cool. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it would be difficult to choose a school through Zoom and whatnot and all those different things because I, I don't know. I, something that you kind of you want to get to where you're going to maybe end up playing you want to see the people you want to talk to people face to face yeah zoom's zoom's cool you know we can do things like this over zoom but definitely for a recruiting visit you definitely would want to visit yeah sure um so you've played all over the world canada states all over europe um and a lot of these leagues they have different they have different atmospheres they have just different vibes different rules different players how were you able to transition so swiftly between like playing in the CEBL, playing in the UK league, playing in Sweden and like playing in the NCAA and all that stuff? Well, I definitely think at the end of the day, it's just basketball, you know, it's, um, it's obviously, it can be uh, different like styles of play and different countries can play differently, but at the end of the day, it's just basketball. And I feel like my um, skill set has always kind of allowed me to, to play, um, to play really in any type of system, any type of environment. You know, I'm not, I'm not a guy that needs to touch the ball 30 times a game or get up, you know, 20 shots or anything like that. I've always been a fairly team first guy for the most part, you know, throughout my career. And I'm kind of a chameleon that way. So it's been a, it's been somewhat of a, a um, not too much of an adjustment. You know, obviously there is some type of adjustment going from league to league, but I've definitely enjoyed it bouncing around and seeing a lot of different places and playing in a lot of different leagues. Cool. And uh, so out of all the places you've played, I'm, I'm I'm sure it's hard to pick a favorite, but is there one place that, that really stands out to you? Uh, so I really, 
that question I actually get asked a lot. Um, I really enjoyed the basketball in France and Sweden. So the tactical side, like the way the game was played, I really enjoyed it in France and Sweden. Uh, the atmosphere in France was was great. It was basically like a, you know, like a overseas soccer or football match, as they say it over here, like with fans with like drums and stuff like that and waving flags. So that was cool in France. Um, so yeah, I'd say I enjoyed the basketball uh, in those countries. I enjoyed probably living in London the most, London, England, or living in Cyprus though at the time. So if there, if we could have taken like the atmosphere in France and dropped it in Cyprus, which was like in the Mediterranean Sea, like a beautiful island, that would have been a perfect marriage. I probably never would have left. I would have just stayed there for the rest of my career. And I'm just gonna add on to Max's question. You're coming from, uh, or you're doing this interview in the UK. Is that correct? Yeah. So I'm currently in Milton Keynes. Um, which is, uh, where is it? It's just east, I think, uh, northeast of London, a little bit up the A5, A25, not too sure. Um, yeah, so I'm in Milton Keynes right now with my family. So I was just wondering, like, kind of out off to Max's question, what you were elaborating to, like, what's the atmosphere like there in the UK? I, I see, like, these big sporting events like soccer and, uh, you know, MMA, boxing, is it kind of similar atmosphere? And like, how, how different is it compared to like here in Saskatchewan with like the Rattlers, obviously you played in the bubble, but also in front of the fans. So like, is it kind of similar or is it completely different? Uh, I definitely say it would, it's probably similar. Um, I do think that obviously basketball is like the North American sports and they kind of have the fans have the understanding of the games. Whereas I think, um, in the UK, there definitely is like, they're passionate about basketball. They support it. Um, uh, the arenas that they play in, the gyms that they play in are, are good, but I, I think the fans are, aren't as knowledgeable as people in North America. So they probably don't enjoy the game as much. Um, but I do think that the, like the atmosphere is great. You know, there's teams in a lot of big cities where they're, they're getting sellout crowds, you know, they're getting four or 5,000 people at a game. Um, so it's definitely good. The game's growing over here. Um, which is great. And then obviously like, uh, as they say, football or what we call soccer is just crazy. Like it's, um, you walk, if, if you're within, I don't know, you can be in within like a two mile radius of certain stadiums and you can hear crowds roaring. So it's, it's pretty amazing. I fortunately haven't, unfortunately haven't been to any games. So I definitely would like to try and get out to one. Um, uh, yeah. And experience it firsthand. Yeah, for sure. I know I went to, when I was in Vancouver, I went to a Whitecaps game and, you know, it, it's vastly different than, you know, in Europe, but like the atmosphere there, it was uh, against uh, Seattle, which is a rival. It was just crazy. I was blown away of how crazy it gets in there. So yeah, that, like I can imagine like those soccer games in Europe being pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you have played with such a, a large plethora of guys over your career from across all different kind of leagues. Are there any specific guys that you remember, whether they're opponents or guys in practice, that just made you absolutely miserable guarding them? Um, yeah, for sure. There's um, so one of the probably one of the best players I've ever played against or played with, sorry, um, with and against in England is a guy named Zaire Taylor. So he went to uh, Mizzou, University of Mizzou, uh, or sorry, University of Missouri. Um, yeah, very good player, super talented, can kind of do a little bit of everything. I fortunately didn't have to guard him too much, you know, obviously in any games that we were actually playing against him, but in practices and stuff competing against him, he was uh, he was really good. But yeah, I've 
unfortunate to play against a lot of people in university or even high school coming up as well. So, um, we played down in San Antonio for um, when I played for Team Canada. Played for a, like, um, what was it, the uh, Tournament of the Americas. So there was us, Puerto Rico, um, us, Puerto Rico, the state. I don't want to say one another team, uh, Argentina as well. And uh, yeah, we played against like Michael Beasley and Johnny Flynn, Kyle Singer, Taylor King, like some, some, some big time names, like some really, really good players. And yeah, those guys were, those guys were unbelievable. Like Michael Beasley's probably the best player I've ever uh, played for sure. He's just so talented, so big and strong, just honestly played effortless. I think he had probably like 35 and 10 and, don't even think he was sweating at all. So, it's, yeah, impressive stuff. What What would you say um, is the hardest aspect to guard about a player? Like, when I, I know I'm taking this uh, to another level, but like Steph Curry, I think a lot of people would say that the hardest thing to guard about him is his shot. Uh, is there like one kind of specific attribute that you have difficult uh, difficulty guarding or anything that um, just kind of like kind of ma- makes you miserable, I guess, while, while guarding someone, an attribute that they have. Um, yeah, it's tough. I guess like everybody, everybody's different, obviously. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to keep the quickest guy in front of me on the court. Um, but then again, I probably wouldn't be able to stop the strongest guy as well. So I think like probably one of the toughest things that I've noticed um in playing whether it's like even within a team you know like team system trying to stop a guy or individually trying to stop a guy is just someone that plays with like really good pace you know like their change of pace is really tough you can't speed them up if you want to you can't slow them down if you want to like they're I think probably playing against guys that have really good pace really good timing um is extremely difficult obviously if they can shoot the ball and you know they can handle it amazing you can't stop that but I think one thing that makes guys really successful overseas is um, guys that can kind of play with pace and kind of never get sped up for sure. Hmm. For sure. Um, you mentioned earlier on, you went to South Dakota state. Um, they're having a really good season this year. Um, projected to be, I, I believe the 12th seed in March madness here. Like how proud are you like to like watch these guys and like be like an alma mater like that's your alma mater like doing so well like and how connected are you to this team like are you still in contact with any of the coaches or any players or anything like that yeah so um because they've done so well um basically the coaches coaching staff that i have have, have moved on even to a higher level so my he- former head coach is at um Wright state and he took a he took a former player with him, Clint Sargent, who I actually believe is the acting head coach right now for them. Um, and then the assistant coach that I had, Rob Klinkafis, is still at South Dakota State. So I still talk to him a little bit. In terms of the players, though, like because I'm an old dude, I basically don't I don't have any connection or anything with the players. But um, I definitely do follow him along. I'm extremely like proud to have gone to the school. I'm extremely proud to have been given an opportunity by those guys. Um, so yeah, it's amazing to see, um, I root for them obviously every year. They're a consistent team in that, uh, in that conference, you know, so they're basically, um, yeah. So if you're, if you're filling out a bracket, make sure you put SCSU to upset whoever they're playing. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They're upsetting them at that 12, five. We all know that that happens a lot. 
PSU's definitely getting the win. So yeah. I was just gonna ask, should I? I if anybody knows about March Madness, you know, a 12 seed always upsets a five seed. So I was gonna ask you, should I? Should I lock that in for my bracket here? If they if they are a 12 seed, you might as well lock it in for sure. Yeah. So I think they'll obviously they could be a 12 seed if they continue to go on and win, but I also think they're at, they'll get an at large bid even if they don't win the conference tournament. But yeah, lock them in for the for the for the win for sure. Doesn't even matter. Just wherever they finish, even if they're eleven, seven, whatever, they're getting the win anyways. Well, do and I just wanted to add on to that. Um, what's your favorite memory uh, playing college there? Like, is there a certain memory that stands out? You know what? There's honestly there's a lot. There's a lot of good memories for sure. I would say though that probably um, one of the biggest ones, one of the biggest ones, was in our conference tournament we played. Oral Roberts in the first round. I believe we were a number seven seed. They were a number two, and we upset them. Um, and it was a game that went to overtime. We played in front of a sold-out crowd. I think like nine or ten thousand people down in Sioux Falls, and it was just uh, it was a big win. It was a big win, obviously, for our school. Um, big win for program history and stuff like that. So yeah, it was my junior year. My junior year it was absolutely amazing game. Like the atmosphere was crazy. Uh, the floor was like it was so loud in there because. Sioux Falls is only 40 minutes away from our campus. So obviously it was like um, Oral Roberts was outnumbered big time in terms of their fan support. And the court was like shaking the baskets. When you looked at them, you could see that they were shaking a little bit. Like it was was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, speaking of atmosphere, that must have been a great atmosphere to play in. Yeah, probably, honestly, one of... It's probably a top five for me. Like we've been able at school, I was able to play in front of some some big crowds, and then overseas, there's been some pretty awesome crowds, whether it be home or away. Because it's actually pretty cool being on the road and kind of being like the villain and whatnot, playing in a tough <laughs> environment too. So yeah, yeah, you have to be Trey Young at, at Madison Square Garden and take a bow when you drop fifty next game. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I definitely, I've definitely never been in those type of situations, but it's been nice to be on on the road and get a big win. For sure. Uh so you're 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 very family oriented, and uh, c- congratulations on your 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 new baby boy. Uh, is he a, a week old now? Yeah. So he uh, he was born uh, last Friday. So yeah, just just nine days old. So uh, wow. thank you very much. Yeah, we're, we're happy to, we're happy to have another addition to the family for sure. That's, that's awesome. Uh, are there some stories that you're really excited to, to tell your kids or your grandkids about your time playing basketball? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe like maybe certain games and certain atmospheres for sure that we played in, but I think the biggest thing will just be, kind of telling them stories about the different places that I played in, the people that I met and how I'm probably still going to be friends with those people, you know, when, when they're asking to hear about those stories or when they're old enough for me to share those stories, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a good friend of mine, um, Alex Lumi, who's an author. He's wrote a bunch of books and stuff like that. And, um, you know, he was a groomsman at my wedding. Um, I have friends that are in, that are coaches, you know, whether at university levels, Clint Sargent. Um, I have a friend, Dale Moss, who's, you know, been on the bachelorette and played in the NFL and stuff like that. So it's just like, I, I think the biggest thing will be like the relationships that you've, you've built and the stories you've able to share and stuff like that. Like, I know this person, I met him this, how, or I met him this way and stuff like that. And we still stay in contact. So I think things like that for sure. Uh, that's, that's really cool. That's super cool. Yeah.
Uh, I was just wondering, you know, as an athlete, I think, uh, you know, at least for me, I have a whole bunch of pregame rituals and, and like crazy stuff I do. Like people would say I'm, I'm crazy to do. I was wondering if you have anything that you follow and it, it'd be, and if somebody was to ask you, they'd be like, that's kind of weird. Sort of like that. You know what? Yeah. That's another question that people have asked before. Um, Cause I've seen some pretty cre- crazy pregame rituals for sure. Um, but I wouldn't say I'd necessarily have like, I need, I don't need to eat a certain meal. You know, I don't really need to do anything like at home beforehand. I just, anytime I got to the court, I always wanted to be one of the first ones there. So I get up, a you know, go through a mobility routine, get up a bunch of shots and different things like that. And I think I'd probably have a, I'd have a set routine where I need to make a, a certain amount of shots before the like team warm up starts. So I always tried to make, you know, 120, 125 shots before the team warm up started. And other than that, that's really all I did, you know, I, but I do know what you're talking about. I've had, I've seen people that they have to take two spoonfuls of honey and one big sip of Coke before they go play or, you know, and I've had teammates that don't have a routine at all. And they're some of the best players in the court, which is pretty surprising. But yeah. Yeah. I've for sure seen my fair share of uh, weird routines. I know playing hockey growing up, you know, I feel like always the goalies are, are the weird ones and they're doing a whole bunch of wacky stuff. Uh, I've, I've got myself a few, uh, rituals that i don't know if i'm allowed to share on this podcast but uh max you know what i'm talking about so um so i i i've watched a a lot of your game and uh one thing that i i i've noticed from that at least is that you're a very very versatile player you rely on a lot of different uh skill and skill sets that you have to to compete at that level but if you had to try to attribute one or two attributes i know i know it's hard to to nail down one or two that really that you think really helped you put over the top what do you think those would be um i think one thing for sure that definitely um i think one thing for sure that definitely helped me kind of stay relevant um while I was playing. Can you guys still hear me? Sorry. I think it's frozen up a little bit. Okay, perfect. Yeah, one thing that definitely helped me um, stay relevant over the years, um, I think early on was probably like my athleticism and kind of my just ability to do a little bit of everything, you know, kind of a jack of all trades, master of none, but being athletic early on. But I think um, later on in my career, it was uh, my ability to shoot the ball, like catch and shoot. So I, I became one of the the better shooters usually on what all the teams that I played on the last uh, last four or five years that I played. Mm-hmm. And then I do think honestly, my, my IQ too, as well, you know, it might seem like kind of like a cop-out answer, but I think because I wasn't an idiot when I played, you know, like I kind of understood either what we were trying to do offensively as a, as a team and what we were trying to get done defensively. I was able to, um, you know, I was able to guard quicker guys, or maybe I was able to guard stronger guys, you know, cause that, was the end of my career I didn't definitely wasn't getting any faster um so I think um, being able to be smart and kind of think the game helped me stay relevant for a little bit longer yeah I mean you see the guys who are the guys who play the longest are the guys who who, who have the best minds so that's that that's a very good answer uh so yeah for sure. before we let you go here we uh we uh, we, we like to ask everyone this are you a fan of the NBA do you watch it you know what I 
like the NBA, but with the time change over here, I don't watch it as much as yeah, I wish I did. You know, I would like to. I would definitely like to watch it more. Um, but yeah, um, don't know. I I do I do follow it. I don't watch it though. Right. I don't watch it live. Can you give us your finals prediction? The 2022 NBA finals prediction. Do you have one in your mind right now? Uh, no, I honestly don't. I think, um, yeah, no, I don't. I wish, I think with like the, some of the trade, obviously the trade that's happened with Brooklyn and, and Philadelphia, I think that uh, makes Brooklyn even a little bit scarier as well. I think that definitely does help them. Um, I know that certain teams aren't like, you know, everybody's giving the Lakers a hard time, but I, I am a LeBron fan and I don't think I can bet against LeBron until he, until he proves otherwise. And then obviously Golden State and Steph Curry. So I don't, um, I don't know. I like the Bulls though. Like I've always been a Chicago Bulls fan. So I'd love to see them push this far in the playoffs this year. You know, I think DeMar DeRozan's having a great year. Mm-hmm. I like the Bulls, the way they play and stuff like that. So I'd like to see them there, but um, I can't say that I necessarily can make a, an educated prediction or anything like that. Fair, fair, fair. But I'm just say I'm just say I want. Let's we'll say I want the Lakers and the Bulls in the final. There we go. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean that that's definitely fair though. This NBA season is one of the one one of the weirdest ones in in past memories. I think it's kind of shook up every every basketball fan. So I guess we'll see how it plays out though. I think that's all we have for you today. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today. No, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you guys for, for taking the time. For sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kai. Everyone, hope you enjoyed that interview. We got to got, got to give a big shout out to uh, to Mr. Kai Williams, uh, first first international guest, which was pretty cool. He was uh, he was coming in from the UK, and a uh, big shout out to to him, uh, his wife, and their their new son, who's only I think. Only, only like a couple weeks old now, I think. Maybe two weeks, I yeah. think he said. Yeah, two weeks old when we're recording this. So, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, shout out to him. Yeah, and no, that was huge. I know. I know. That, that was your first interview in a, in, in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it has been. So it was nice to get that done with. Or not done with. Like, <laughs> it was like, it was super easy to talk to him, oh, too. Oh, it was, it was he, he, he really reminded me, actually, of like Michael Linklater's interview. Yeah. Very, like, just... Couple, couple of super nice guys. Very professional too, yeah. and it was couldn't believe he like agreed to do the interview with <laughs> us, especially with a newborn baby son. And yeah, they, okay. they also have a uh, another kid as well, so they're busy, and then the time difference. Yeah, but no so he, yeah, huge, huge shout out to him. We'll be watching out for his alma mater, South Dakota State. Here, come, come the March Madness. I definitely got them. Uh, Final four, baby. (laughs) Final four, baby. Maybe not that much, but I have them winning, but uh, a matchup or two. But, yeah, huge shout out to him. Really nice guy, easy to talk to. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it was was nice. But I I finally found out what I was missing from the MLB. Here we go. Their contracts are going to be larger now, too. Like, their base salary. So, like, the guys that are signing for, like, the bare minimum are going to get paid more over time. Uh, more teams in the playoffs. I think it was 12 I saw. Uh, teams are going to be in the playoffs now. So that is, you know, pretty nice. Um, in Infield defensive shifts are going to be banned. Um, not sure I'm a huge fan of that rule. That's like kind of like saying like in football, 
you're only allowed to play cover one defense. Right. You so, don't really get to not not a whole lot of versatility in defense anymore. No. Kind of makes it. I mean, kind of makes it a bit boring. But no. I, I I don't understand what the purpose of that would be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because it's kind of like that. MLB wants quicker games, but it, the sh- the shift you know is for defense. If they don't have <laughs> have the shift, it's gonna be more hits, more runs. So it's gonna be make well, yeah, it a longer you, game. So it's like, about? what which one do you want? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, it's just weird. And um, I, I think it's dumb to make that a rule. No, me too. I don't. I don't like yeah. it at all. Like it's like. Ugh, and God. there's gonna be a lot less highlights of what people see of baseball, of like the big diving catches, because yeah. everyone has to play the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's. I, I dislike it. Um, yeah, more teams in the playoffs, which I like. I don't like. Again, we're not huge baseball fans, so I don't know what like every like huge baseball fans like. But I like the idea of more teams going into the playoffs. I wasn't a huge Me fan too. of like all of the wild card games. I like the series, like or like even like a mini series for a wild card game. I don't like a one game type of thing for baseball. But again, I'm not a huge baseball fan. I don't think I should have a lot of say for what baseball fans like and dislike. Yeah, but it, it's just like... Whatever, per- personal whatever preference. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I guess it makes sense because baseball, you know, pitchers, like, have to wait a certain amount of days to get their own... Like, it makes sense for it to be a one day. And they're sure. also going to have a committee to go over rules every so often. So it'll be a committee of players, um, personnel, umpires, I believe, to go over stuff. So, yeah, I missed out. There's probably a couple more things that are in the contract. Um did look it up oakley the, the steroid testing is is back so uh okay. so yeah but also i wanted to talk some ufc 272 covington masvidal covington one um uh, you you mentioned patty patty the baddie coming in two patty weeks the baddie. you know with his little haircut um the ufc's going to london that will be that yeah. arena is gonna be popping it's yeah for Patty's uh, entrance, I think every single fight has at least like one UK-born fighter. Um, if you want to see like the UK crowd, such a Darren Till walkout. Yeah, absolutely. They're singing "Sweet Caroline," unreal. I get goosebumps every time I watch that video. But what are, what are your thoughts? Like the UFC's finally going kind of back to the global, other than like the huge cards, like the pay-per-view cards. You excited for? UFC London. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I'm. I know. I'm watching it. We're having a bunch of people over in the garage, uh, and it's it's good that they're finally fighting everywhere now, and that we get to watch some actually entertaining fights rather than watching bums just go at it. In the apex, of, I, I kind of like the apex. Like it wasn't it was, that bad. It wasn't as bad as, as people were expecting it to be. Yeah, because you could hear the shots and stuff, but it kind of got boring. Like once the crowd came back, it was like, yeah, holy yeah, shit, wow. I missed this. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy and like the atmosphere. I'm trying to think. What was the first fight that was like back like that? It was McGregor. No, when he broke his foot, wasn't it? No, it was. Uh, that was the first like big one, wasn't it? Well, it was Pori. McGregor two, yeah, I was in front of the crowd. So oh, it wasn't, was it? It was when he got knocked out. It was in front of a partial crowd. Yeah, but then like the big like the first one with the full crowd back was like when Rose Namajunas like head kicked uh we uh oh what's her name I can't remember but when Rose got that head kick Kamaru Usman knocked out Masvidal. 
That was the first one. Back. Oh yeah, I remember that. And and what's his name? Chris Weidman broke his leg in half. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, I remember that. So that was the first one in front yeah. of the crowd. So that was a wild one. And Jimmy Crute broke his leg too. There's two broken legs that day. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's just nice to have the crowd back. I know Saskatoon was supposed to get an event uh, last summer. Um, hopefully with hopefully the they, map, they bring it back here. Especially with Saskatchewan, where we're at, we're where we are at now with like the COVID restrictions. Yeah. I think we can start seeing it maybe come back. Hopefully. Um, that would be huge. I'd love to see it. Um, you know, they always stack the card with Canadian fighters. I'm a huge Canadian fighter person. Really? Uh, you, you, you've never <laughs> mentioned it before. <laughs> I love my Canadians. Um, Jillian Robertson's fighting tomorrow. She's a Canadian girl, 26 years old, like a good prospect. Mm-hmm. And your boy, Chris Moutinho, Oakley is making his return. Yeah. That's a fight I didn't even know he was fighting. I never kept up on him, but watching his because he was a, a replacement fight. Yeah, for Sean. And 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 fought Sean and in, impressed me. I was expecting a first or second round knockout. And the who I don't even know who ref that. I think it was. It might have been Herzog, Jason Herzog. Maybe I. I'm I not think sure. I think it was Herb Dean. It could have been Herb Dean too. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And and I think he called it off early. He didn't really. He should have had the chance to say he went um, the, the distance full, yeah, full with distance. with uh, Sean O'Malley, but he kind of got that taken away from him. So no, it was Herb Dean. You're right. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to. I'd like to see him win one. Actually, he's actually the favorite tomorrow night. He's going against. Uh, What's the odds? I think he's like a minus one thirty. I believe at the when I was watching it. Yeah, is he going against like an old, old art? Argentina guy, uh, Guido, I believe. Oh, okay. yeah. I'll, I'll have to yeah. look him up, but yeah, I think he impressed a lot of people with his fight against Sean, especially so last minute. He went like from like a couple thousand followers to like over a hundred k followers. Well, and, like, I think it was. I watched the fight, and the next morning looked him up, and he had like forty thousand followers and was verified. Yeah, no, like the guys, like I think over a hundred k. It's crazy. Um, his popularity. He's fighting tomorrow. He 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 earned name for himself. By eating punches. Yeah. The that guy, was it. Guy had a granite chin. But, you know, we just talked to Kai. He mentioned South Dakota State. His alma mater is, I believe, they're now officially... Well, it's not official until Sunday, but I think they earned their, their ticket there. Um, I think we're just going to go around the room. I think we're going to go on Sunday after. We're also going to make a pool on ESPN so everybody right. can join. Um, put their bracket in. You'll see our brackets made. Um... Uh, so we can all get everybody else in there, but, uh, I just like just talking around, like, what are you guys' like favorite moments from March Madness, like favorite teams to watch, mm-hmm. favorite players to watch right now? Um, yeah, just Mac, do you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah, well, recent, recent memory, it was like one of the first years I got into March Madness, 2018, Loyola, they went on that sin, like, like that is the definition of a Cinderella run. They were the last 11th seed uh, to make it into the Final Four. They beat Kansas by 14 points to win the Southwest Division. Like, I I don't know what it was. Like, they had an insane run. I remember just like being like, "This is this is what March Madness is about." And it 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 was so it was so cool. But it was if it, it felt a little bit like the Bengals uh, Super Bowl run, where it was like. Yeah, it's cool they're doing this, but this eventually has to come to an end. They're 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 not gonna win at all, which it did, but 
They went to the final four. Which is like, crazy. They're damn. back this year, I believe. Yeah, I believe yeah, they are yeah. back this year. Look, look out for them. They're what, what's the grandma's name? What's the yeah. old lady's name? Sister Jean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? I, I think hope, so. I hope that's right. Might be. Yeah, but that was... That I, was just a crazy run. How the, the yeah, Sister Jean. Yeah, that that was one of my uh, that was one of my favorite like every every game that Loyola played after they won their first two and they started to get that hype. I was I watched every game, watched them beat Kansas and uh, yeah, that was cool. That, that's a good March Madness memory I have. Oh, I think when I first like I think we. Remember Jimmer, Jimmer Mania. I think that's oh, one you, of my. You, are you talking about Jimmer for that? Yeah. Okay, I just want to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of my first memories. Um, well, who did he play for again? BYU. Oh, that's so just like around. That that's was, why I can't remember. Yeah. But I think like the first national championship I watched was 2010, and this might be a reason why I love Gordon Hayward so much. Oh. Was my the God. Butler Bulldogs against the Blue Dude? Uh, the Blue uh, Duke Blue Devils. Blue. Sorry. <laughs> do yeah levels um brad stevens was the head coach mm-hmm. they had uh a young gordon hayward um who almost hit that shot yeah almost hit, almost hit half the shot court bank a little bit less mustard on it if he made that that would have been like we'd be seeing that every single march that like, ab- absolutely that like, along along with the chris jenkins chris jenkins pass from uh archie diacono that those two, I think, would be the most infamous place in I remember, March Madness. I remember watching that buzzer beater. I was getting a haircut at night, which I never do. And I'm watching the damn final of the March Madness, and I'm freaking out while I'm getting my haircut. Just, oh, I, don't he, move, don't move. I'm like, holy crap, holy crap. Like, is, is it your mom doing it, or did, did you no, go somewhere? No, I, I went somewhere. Okay. So, yeah, it, <laughs> that was just crazy, that buzzer beater. Um... Yeah, just like all the upsets, like are crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's always so many upsets. There's always yeah. like you gotta I, love think, it. I think there's more upsets in that than any other like bracket-based tournament that there that, has to be. That well, there is when you when you're the 12 seed, you go against the five seed after like seeing all these years of all of these teams overcoming these odds. Mm-hmm. It gives like it yeah. gives all the teams like an actual like shit. We can actually we can actually do this. Based yeah. on the past years, and, uh, it happens every year. I made a joke with Kai Williams, like the twelve seeds always upset five seeds, yeah. and like South Dakota State's gonna be a twelve seed, and I was like, "Are they officially gonna be?" I believe so. Yeah, like okay. it's like it's narrow narrowing in on them being a twelve seed. I'm like, gotta take them. Yeah, you know, if the history to. repeats itself at twelve seed. You know, he joked like if you know twelve seeds always yeah. beat the five seeds, so gotta have them. Um, you know, I joked like joked earlier, like March March uh, means two things for me: March Madness and Shamrock Shakes from McDonald's. So, <laughs> <laughs> love me some Shamrock Shakes and love me some March Madness. It's a great tournament. It is great time to watch. Um, yeah, Oakley got some oh, some memories. I was gonna mention uh, uh, another. I, me- I I I never really watched much basketball, but I think it was two thousand nineteen. There was a game was on. My mom was freaking out about it, and I. I was like, okay, I'll watch a little bit. And I sat down, and four seconds after sitting down, what's his name, Suggs, hit that game-winning buzzer beater. Oh, that was last year. Last year. I just will yeah. prove myself. <laughs> I sat down, I was like, I've never seen something like that happen, let alone like right after I sat down. Yeah. I was like, well, well I'll watch the rest of the tournament. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the set. Like, uh, I think that was the final four. And I was just thinking to myself, like, driving here, like, 
that wasn't played in front of fans, could you imagine if that the was crowd? Played? Yeah, if um, that was in front of fans, I think like the most iconic photo is Suggs getting on that desk and like cheering to all the cardboard cutouts. Yeah, in that photo. Like, yeah, that 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 picture represents sports for the last. Two, two and a half years. Absolutely. It'll be so great to get the fans and the March Madness. Yeah. But, the, like, Suggs, like, eyes cheering for the Zigs, obviously, going, like, that whole tournament, basic, essentially. And, like, he, like, just carried that team so hard. Well, I shouldn't say him singly. Like, they have Drew Timmy and uh, Kispert and sure. Emhart. <laughs> sure. But, give, give, give the guys their, their, their little credit. It's Jalen Suggs. Yeah. It's Jalen Suggs. But that game, like, I have a, I have a Snapchat memory. Um... I think it'll like a pop up like in a couple of weeks, but like it was like I put best game ever, like and it truly was. Like if I'm That's thinking crazy. about it, one of my favorite games I've ever watched. Like I never, like I rarely watch a game from start to finish. Too, yeah, especially like bat, like NFL. I'll do it, like NHL playoffs sure. and stuff like that. Sure. But I watched that game start to finish, and it was like so good. Gonzaga almost blew a lead. Johnny Juzang started playing like lights out for UCLA. Came back. Uh, I believe he hit that layup to tie it up. I, I'm not sure. And then Suggs hits that shot, and I, I start freaking out. Uh, I remember my dad freaking out because I said he's a Zags fan as well. And yeah. it's like, maybe there's bias for me that that's what, like, that shot or in that season alone, mm-hmm. why I wanted Gonzaga to win that tournament. So, or for the Raptors to draft Jalen Suggs after that tournament. And then I think Gonzaga was still undefeated at that point, and their only loss was to Baylor in the national. Or yeah, national final. So that tournament, like I just miss the fans in general. Oh. Yeah, it would have been a lot more exciting having people there screaming. Yeah, absolutely. Like well, that would have been surreal. One thing, and this might be an unpopular opinion, I didn't hate the NBA bubble. Like I know the players didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I thought that like it was kind of a cool experiment. Having mm-hmm. no fans, mm-hmm. like having like having no fans when LeBron James is playing with Anthony Davis, like. That's, and then winning the championship. Like, that's, it's it's crazy to me. But I kind of liked it. But then after that, it was like, this is getting so old. Can we please but get I, fans back? I can't imagine just being a fly on the wall when he hit that buzzer beater. And yeah. normally, it would the whole stadium would shake and roar. And all you would hear is down at the bench, like, yeah! <laughs> that's all it would be. It would be so anticlimactic. Yeah, and like, Kai, I don't know if, I think Kai did play in the, uh, tournament i want to say i should have asked him if he did play in march madness but he was mentioning how he was playing in a a conference final game Mm -hmm. and like the floor was shaking and the basket was moving and like those kids don't get that like atmosphere in the march Madness. like no like think of those teams like they won't be back some of them like and they don't get experience that that must suck for them their playing in the march madness was like you guys playing at Evan Hardy, where there's like maybe fourteen people there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly, and like, oh, like what, what, what? Me and Oakley were mentioning about the Apex, like in the UFC, it's like, couple like the first few events are kind of cool. You get to hear like the coaches in the corner. You can hear them. Yeah, like, you could hear all that. You know, job, do this, that. You can kind of hear it, and you could hear it in basketball and hockey, and and then you kind of get sick of it, and then I'm like. Oh, you miss the fans. You yeah, really like, need the fans. Like in baseball, especially. Um, one thing I wanted to say was it's it's not a sport. It's it's acting. But WWE, why I yeah. watched like it was just on without fans. It's the least entertaining <laughs> thing it's, you it's, could it's, possibly it's, watch. It's, it's screens. That's what it is. It's screens all along the arena 
with like a face cam of people. That's yeah. that, that's what it was for a year and a half, and it was terrible. Horrid. And, and like and normally, like guys would be doing their walkout, and it's just because people love WWE for some reason. Yeah, and people just roaring, and they're just walking out to fireworks, and there's nothing. Yeah, like like. The WrestleMania, <laughs> WrestleMania is one of the biggest quote-unquote sporting events in the world. Yeah, they did it in their training facility, <laughs> like with fifteen <laughs> seats. It was so. It was like some of the biggest match. Like I, I won't lie, I kind of like WWE. I've liked it since I was a kid. So it it it, it holds a soft spot in my heart. The same, but, honestly. I <laughs> I think everybody grew up with WWE, yeah, and then I think I transitioned to like. MMA. MMA. Like, yeah. I feel like most kids do that, kind of. I like kind of WWE. transitioned with Brock Lesnar <laughs> as he oh, transitioned. Yeah. He's, he's actually back in WWE now. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, he's sick. But, um, but, like, that, like, that was, that was, it was awful. It was, it was, it was so terrible bad. to watch. Like, like, WWE was trying so hard to get their, their, their restrictions lifted. I know. It was and terrible. <laughs> the other thing I noticed is when there's no screaming, there's nothing distracting you. All you can see is the fight. You notice how much more like <laughs> how fake it fake is. It is. <laughs> it's awful. When but when there's oh, fans there oh. and like screaming and there's so much going on, you don't notice as much. But yeah. when there's nothing, all it is is a ring and two guys the or di- like four. Yeah, you you can tell how fake it is. The dialogue in the ring is weird too. To, like to listen to it because you yeah. don't really all you can really see is like screams and it looks so intense. And then when there's nothing happening, there's like screaming at the top of their lungs. Come on! It's like, this is all I yeah, want to turn the It's like, they normally be like, you're dead, John Cena. And like, the whole crowd goes nuts, but then they say something, and it's silence. All you can hear, all you can see is like, the little screens in the background of fans like, trying to, like, 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 what? That's crazy! Oh my god. But thank god fans are back. Thank god. Like, Especially in March. You know what I would compare it to? The WWE, like, screens? You yeah. know, you know, in 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 Wii bowling where you throw a ball and then the whole crowd jumps and turns, <laughs> but it's completely silent. Silent. That's yeah. what I would compare it to. There'd be some, some something that normally would cause an uproar, and you just see a couple people like yeah. moving around. <laughs> oh, but thank God, you know. The tournaments here. Um, I'm I'm re- I'm really excited this year. Like for I, March Madness. Yeah. yeah. It's been I, a while. Well, when um, it's been two years since Rudy Go Rudy Gobert touched all those mics, and March oh Madness got canceled two years ago. Um, so yeah, March. I really, I, I really missed March Madness. Uh, because well, I think I missed most sports in 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 twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. It was like NBA got shut down. And I was like, at least it was March Madness. It was like March Madness shut, got shut down. Everything. That was Every single year. thing yeah. got shut down. Um, and then 2021, I watched it. It really wasn't that great. Like, the fans are such a huge part of March Madness. Um, and then this year, I'm really excited to finally get back to normal. Yeah. Is there teams that you guys are watching out for? Obviously, I'm watching out for... South Dakota State, baby! Yeah. Go Kai Williams! Yeah, on the matter. Um, I'm watching Loyola. out for, of course, Lyle. Yeah. Hopefully, they have some magic still yeah. with them. Sister Jean can power the boys. Oh, um, yeah, baby. I'm watching out for my Zags and... Blue Devils. Hopefully, they can meet up in the final four. Yeah, I um, I like uh I like Michigan State a lot. I think they have like one of the best defensive players, uh, in the nation. And Marcus Bingham, he averages like two blocks, a steal, uh, like under twenty minutes. Like he's 
He's I I I think he should be uh, going to the NBA. Uh, I think he, I think I'm pretty sure he's a senior. Yeah. Um. So he sh- he should be getting to the NBA this year, and uh, I'd love for the Heat to pick him up. But I think this year he's he's sit he's seven feet tall. Uh, he's str- strong. He's athletic. I really like him. I think I think he, I think of the wonders in the interior for for Michigan State. But I've always liked Michigan State. Yeah. No real reason. Like like honestly, God. Soft spot. Tur- tur- turned on a game. When I was six years old, I think I saw Kirk Cousins in a, in, in, in a Michigan State uniform playing football, and I was like, I like Michigan State. And yeah. then I liked every single other sport that they did. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Obviously, I like the Canadians. Um, Arizona is going to be very good this mm-hmm. year. They're going to be a top seed. Uh, they're led by going to be a lottery pick in ben- Benedict Matherin, who's from Montreal. He's going to be like leading a, another good Canadian class God, I here. I love the Canadians. Um, Caleb Houston, who was like a top 10 recruit this past year, yeah. he's had kind of a, I won't say it, like a s- slow start to his college career in Michigan. Yeah. Um, you know, he was supposed to be like a lottery pick as well, but now he's like falling into like second round considerations. It will be interesting to see if he will go back to school or declare to the draft, but he, he's a promising Canadian guy. Uh, Zach Ede, who's like a seven foot one center oh, for no. Purdue, he's also Canadian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, watch out for him. Chet Holmgren, obviously. Of course, yeah. He's, he's not Canadian, but you know you gotta love him. You gotta watch him. Well, like like handles the ball like Curry, can shoot like Curry, but it, you can't even compare his size to anyone. No, because. He's lankier than Kevin Durant is. Yeah, like, oh my god, and he's seven one. You know, you obviously gotta watch out for like the those top picks, like to watch. It's oh. like the World Juniors, yeah. right? You get I mean, to see all the best players in yeah, the world exactly. and watch them, like Chad Paulo. Uh, Paulo Paulo. Benchero, How do you his last name? Benchero, Benchero, um, yeah. For Duke, uh, Jabari Smith uh, with Auburn. Um, you know, all those top picks you gotta watch out for. But shout out to Coach K. Yeah, Coach K. How did we not mention this is yeah. Coach K's last. Run here with Duke. Mm-hmm. Maybe the guys pull out some magic uh, for him. They played a few days ago in in in, in the last home game for Duke. Yeah, that uh, was tough to watch. No, that was bad. That was bad. And like, did you see Coach K's like post game speech? No, what he say? It was just funny. Like, you go watch it. He's okay. like, they're like uh, cheering, and Coach K's like, no, 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 unacceptable, unacceptable, like something like that, or something like that. It was funny to watch, but it was like kind of sad at the same time. Also, they. I saw this YouTube video and it was like asking Duke fans how to spell Coach K's last name. Oh, Half God. of them started spelling it with an S. I'm like, an S? Yeah, an S, because like that's how you like kind of pronounce his name. I can't pronounce his name. His name is Coach K. Yeah, no, his like name. everybody calls him Coach K. How do you not start it with a K? Like it was like, oh, Duke education system is like <laughs> failing out there. Yeah. Athletics kicking ass, but yeah. education not so much. Yeah, just, but. You know we're 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 gonna get that pool up on. Uh, I think we're gonna ESPN. get it up on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday once the committee selects all their picks. Mm-hmm. Um, be get interesting. To, we'll follow that obviously. Yeah. Um, NFL free agency will be starting here. NHL trade deadlines coming up. Yeah. Um, James will be sitting on the desk. Uh, James Duffy. That might have been a little spoiler, but uh, he'll be sitting on the desk for a while there, and the boys there. Um. Yeah, it's a huge month for sports here. You gotta love Big it. Month, yeah. So uh, we'll keep you guys updated, but thank you for watching episode fifteen, everyone. Yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Enjoy yeah. your weekend.